in a world where... Nah, this ain't that kind of podcast. Let's be honest, the world doesn't need another podcast where we ask the same old questions to the same successful people. You're listening to the Profit and Impact Podcast with Nev Harris. Grab a seat at the table as Nev and his guests dig into the challenges that successful agencies and freelancers have overcome to achieve their success. There's no script, and Nev's insatiable curiosity and ADD can take the conversation anywhere. So let's get real and have some honest talk, lots of laughs, and some helpful insights into what it really takes to create more profit and impact in your business. Welcome back to another episode of Profit and Impact. My guest today is Brian Obi. Brian is an agency owner at AMPM 247365 Insurance Company. So Brian also happens to be like a brother to me. He's one of my very best friends. And I wanted to bring him on here because I was firsthand witness to this great story that Brian has to tell us. So I think it's an inspiring story of persevering through recessions and um, ups and downs in your life to have like enormous success. So I know Brian wouldn't say that to you, but I'll tell you, the man has enormous success in him. Like it makes me proud to be his friend. So um, Brian, say something, introduce yourself. How's it going, man? How's it going? Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be on here, man. This is exciting. I know we've been talking about it for a while, but finally able to get it done, man. Going this uh, time. Yes, 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 yes. So, Brian, let's go back in time to when you started your agency. You started. You didn't even start it as an agency owner. No. You started as just like a freelance contractor working for. Tell us how you started. So yeah, I got in the insurance industry, man. Um, you know, it was sort of kind of stumbled upon it here. A uh, quick story, you know, um, graduated from ITT Tech with my associate's degree, got out in the world, got a, a job doing, uh, as soon as I graduated, had a job working, designing sunrooms, okay? Did that for about a year, still was going to school, but I wanted to, you know, I'm always about, you know, progressing along here and wanting to do better. So I started posting out. I got a little experience I need for my belt. I'm about 25 now, 26, 25 I want to start posting out and you know test the water, see what's out there. And you know, with my resume and the career field I was in as, as a CAD uh, operator, um, there's uh, you know some opportunities out there with big companies. End up applying for the good old Westinghouse in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, there, and another company called Ariba. And you know, I was making decent money with the, the job designing sunrooms, but wanted more. So end up posting out and got hired by both of these companies. So here now I got two companies that are willing to bring me aboard um, and I had to pick and choose. You know, I think Nev, you helped me out with that decision too, man. Yeah. Um, I brought that, that's yes. who you, you looked over everything and um, most definitely talked with you about it. And obviously, you know, Ron, he worked for Westinghouse and that was- Ron's my dad. <laughs> yeah, Ron's your dad. Yeah, that was a major factor for me choosing Westinghouse, okay? So um, I was making about $30,000 at my previous job coming in and then, man, Westinghouse was willing to pay me almost $42,000 extra. So that's a nice increase for, you know, coming out with an associate's degree. So I go to sign on with them. Um, we do the interview process and get in. Okay. Get to, uh, I end up. So you, so you pretty much accepted the job. Yes. You quit your job. You accepted yes. this job and you yes. were just waiting to start. And 
there was, but there was a problem here. This, there, there was a bump in this road. Yeah, major bump, major bump there. The bump was uh, I on the application. You know, be honest here. You always mark. You know, if you've been, you know, had a misdemeanor, they ask that question. Well, one night out, <laughs> you know, uh, hanging out, being, you know, boys being boys, and you know, having a good time down on South Side. I end up getting a a fine, a ticket, misdemeanor. Um, no, it wasn't a misdemeanor. It was just a fine. It was a fine, right? Um, mm-hmm. so it was a ticket, right? And I end up forgetting about it, right? And it's it a five dollar. It was a five dollars. Five dollars, right? It started off at five dollars, right? Um, end up being, uh, <laughs> I said, the most expensive ticket I had because I ended up not, you know, now I had to end up paying like over two hundred fifty dollars, and it went from a fine because I didn't take care of it at that time. It turned into a misdemeanor or a, a summary uh, charge or something like summary that. Summary charge of offense, right? But it ended up turning into a misdemeanor. So fast forward here on the application, obviously I marked no, I don't have feelings, none of this. Lo and behold, when they do the background check, they find out about this ticket. Which you I, never even knew about that. It, right. it rose to that level. Yeah, it rose to that level. I mean, I you were never arrested. You were never anything like yeah. that. It was something stupid, you know, um, I'll have, you know, come with the boys, nothing major or anything. Um, so yeah, it rose to a misdemeanor. So obviously once they did my background check and it was the day I put my two weeks in at my company, you know, we went out to lunch and, you know, saying goodbye to, to my, you know, to, to, to my fellow coworkers and everything. And I get the phone call saying, uh, Brian, we're, you know, rejecting our offer. We're pulling our offer back and I'm going off. Like what's going on here? Um, well, you didn't, you weren't forthcoming with your information. It, it, we found in your background that you uh, have a misdemeanor or whatever it was. So we're, we're pulling back our offer. And here I am right now with nothing. I went from $30,000 to from thinking I was about to make $42,000 and boom, gone, all of it gone. I already put my two weeks in there. Um, I, I could have easily went back to them and said, hey, can I have my job back? You know, one door closes for another door to open. That's always my mindset. Something you know, as simple as that turned into, you know, I'm out of a job. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, and at this time, I... I I think I had an apartment or I may have been living in a basement with my parents. That's a whole different story. I think anyways, you had um, an apartment, you know, you had had. Yeah, I had the townhouse at that time. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Yep. so you went from being like this. You, you put yourself through school. You have a job. You have a career. Things are going well. You're a young guy, you mm-hmm. know, like pulling yourself up, do, doing do, doing the best. And now you're like with a um, no job, sleeping on your parents couch and with a recession. Like you know, there's not a lot of. Tons I don't of think my parents heard this story yet. I guess they're going to find out about this once they listen to this podcast. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll be sure they don't. We, I, went, I went, went in a scramble at that point, man. I was like, I need to find me a job quick, man. I can't be can't be living in my parents' basement, not not going to school, not working. This is that's not me, you know what I mean? So yeah, end up the other job was uh, with Ariba, and I went to them, and you know, I was forthcoming. I said, listen, on the application, you guys give me this, but let me tell you. This came up in my background, wasn't aware of it. You know, I played my case and they withdrew their offer too. So <laughs> from having basically three jobs down to nothing, right? So that offer was withdrawn and uh, talked to you, Nev, and even, you, you know, Ron, um, kind-hearted guy, you know, that he was, he wrote me, he, he was high up in Weston House, wrote a recommendation letter to them. That's he had been retired, but he tried his, yeah. Yeah, he tried to help me out. Long story short, 
went though. So I went on a job hunt, was out job hunting and everything. So let's just pause right there for Mm -hmm. a second. You had, you had everything taken away from you. You know, you were punched in the, you weren't just punched in the face. You got like a three piece combo to the face. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and then on top of all that, now proud, successful guy that you are, you know, you're, you're in your parents. So it's like, you could easily said, screw it. You know, life is unfair. You know, it's a recession. You could have pretty much it went in the basement, literally, mentally. Yeah. Um, but what did you do? I, I kept, you know, this is 2008. So I kept posting jobs. And this is somewhere around November, December, around 2008, this happened to me. So right around the holidays. So I kept posting, posting, got hired at a, another company using my uh, CAD skills. Uh, worked there for a little bit. That wasn't working out for me. Like I said, I'm, I'm always going to keep progressing, looking for, but I know my value. My value was, hey, okay. 42,000. Well, that job wasn't paying me that basically went back to that $30,000 range. Um, so I said, you know what, I'm gonna keep posting. I kept kept posting. And uh, so you took a job that was beneath where you had got because you realized you needed to, you know, I had to work, man. I had had, Yeah, I don't like not not working. So because I wouldn't say beneath, I would not say beneath. It was just, you know, something I can get at that time, because now on my applications, I got to mark. Yes, I have. So a lot of people, you know, companies aren't going to take that, which is crazy. Something like I said, crazy night out, right? Um, and and get that ticket, so five dollar ticket. It wasn't. It was. It was, yeah. it was something like inconsequential, <laughs> like you know that we laughed about. <laughs> yeah. Um. So work there, but I'm still posting out. But I end up getting another job while I'm out, you know, doing this interview. And I remember, um, LA Fitness in Morrillville just opened up. I needed to get a lock for my locker, so I went into the Lowe's right there. While in Lowe's, I bumped into a good old friend, haven't seen in a couple of years and named Troy Miles. I'm going to Troy Miles. And, uh, you know, we, we picked up right where we left off at. And, you know, he was a car salesman when I, you know, first meeting him, hanging out with him, going over his house to watch fights and everything. We became good friends. And he was in car sales for, for a long time. But when I bumped back into him, you know, he, he put the bug in my ear and told me, hey, man, give me a call, man. I got something for you. You know, I'm doing insurance now. I'm like, insurance? What do you mean insurance? What, what's that? I sell life insurance. Check me out. Um, you know, he gave me his, you know, we exchanged numbers again and I sort of kind of was focused on getting back in school. So really didn't give him a call, you know, the opportunity, he, he lightweight presented the opportunity to me and, uh, I didn't give him a call. So, uh, you know, eventually, you know, he stayed on, he knew, he knew who I was as a person, my character and everything. Um, he called me again and we met up and he said, I got a, you know, opportunity for you. And at this point I need to make money. Right. Um, he says, I got an opportunity. Why don't you meet me up at the Starbucks? I met him up at the Starbucks in Moreauville, uh, by LA Fitness. And he comes in and t- tells me about the opportunity, you know, insurance and everything, what he had going on, how life is going. We're catching up, you know, I mean, having a cup of coffee, whatever, some lunch, catching catching up. And um, you know, still didn't hit me, right? I'm like, yeah, man, cool, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna go home, do my research, blah, 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 like most of us do, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my research on it. Yeah, yeah, I'll get back to you. So yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get back to you. Sure. The check right. is in the mail, you know, like I lost yeah. your phone number, yeah. you know, it's like, so yeah. whatever. <laughs> and uh, as we're leaving, so we shake hands. All right, my man, stay up. I'm gonna call you. Yeah, I'm gonna check this out. And I think, I know he did it on purpose. <laughs> he, uh, he left. I think I went to the bathroom. He left. And as he's leaving, he's, he's driving by in this, I think it was the silver, uh, 550 Benz. And I said, wait, wait a minute. What, what do you do again? What, what is it? 
caught my attention. I remember him driving a Hyundai Elantra back then. From that to that, I said, what are you doing again? And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, man, I told you, you know, it caught my attention. He said, meet me at my house. I said, do you still live over here at that, that, that place? He said, no, man, I moved out to Apollo. I'm like, Apollo? What the, man, what are you doing out in Apollo, right? <laughs> Apollo. Um, but long story short, I go over his house and, you know, to sit down and talk to him more about the opportunity. And as I pull up, I'm like, wow, this guy really is doing something. This, is this real? His house was, you know, three, $400,000 house. And I'm like, man, he was just living in a two bedroom apartment when we was hanging out. Now you've got this big, beautiful house decked out with nice furniture, driving a Benz, you know, 550, S550. All right, man, sign me up. He said, yeah, this is something you can do on the side. So I ended up, you know, getting my license and everything, signing up and got another job. And this was like a ideal job working, you know, doing, helping design submarines, whatever, you know, working your way up through there, up at Bechtel Laboratories. And they were paying me 20 bucks an hour. So I was back to that, to that where I wanted to be. And um, I was doing that and doing the insurance, plus going to school part-time, doing everything. I was making my insurance calls. I got my license, I was making my insurance calls during my break. And, you know, I end up, believe it or not, the, the thing was taken off, insurance was taken off. I was making more money on my hour lunch break, making calls than I was working at this job. Um, I came to the crossroads. I was like, listen, you know, I had to have a, a talk to myself. I said, man, we still got probably, and I say we, yeah, I'm talking to myself. We, I got- uh, <laughs> <laughs> You do that often? Yeah, you, you should talk to yourself, it's healthy. Um, no, the, the only problem with talking to yourself is that if you start answering yourself. <laughs> yeah, you answer yourself back, then you, got, then you got problems, right? So I ended up quitting a job. I quit school, I quit everything. Came to crossroads, I said, man, you know, I really enjoy helping people. I really- like this, and I'm still living in the basement of my parents' house, mind you. I ended up quitting everything. Um, didn't quite tell my parents yet. Um, here I am making calls. I, I remember my dad and I used to get up around the same time, early in the morning. I would be off to work or off to school early, and he's gone. And it, it was like a week went by. Um, he eventually came downstairs. I think he, he approached me, was like, why haven't you been going to uh, to school and work? I mean, what are you doing? You, you know, what's this setup down? I had my, you know, my office set up and everything down there. Like, what's going on? And I had to tell him, I said, Dad, I quit. I quit school. Um, I quit my job and I'm doing this insurance thing. You could see the steam come off his head. It was like, you did what? <laughs> and you're in my basement? You know, my dad, you in my basement? And you ain't, you're doing this? What What are you thinking? You know, you had a good job. You was off and doing that. I said, yeah. And of course, you know, you tell your parents that you're living in a basement and, I think I was 26 at the time, right? 26 at the time. And uh, yeah, they, they didn't take it too well. They weren't big supporters of that. But yeah, that was uh, April of 2009. Did the mortgage protection and everything and got drugged through the mud with that. Obviously, at that time, uh, a lot of broken promises from companies. Uh, you know, I'm still making money. Don't get me wrong. But it was, it was, it was, you had to work extremely hard for it. So let's just pause. Mm -hmm. So, um, here for a moment and and recap like uh, some things. So, uh, first, you know, get a new job. Like you said, we, we you, you've lost all these opportunities during this time when you were. So you're a positive guy. You know, you're upbeat. Your story is a story of success, and mm -hmm. it's like not looking at the individual like ups and downs, but like the whole scheme of things. You know, you've 
But how did you feel like, you know, when all this kind of stuff, like it seems like you always were getting yourself up and taking a step forward only to be knocked back down. Like the most positive in person were in the world. Would that, would that, did that affect you? Did that make you feel like? I mean, I, I'd be lying to you if it didn't. I mean, like I said, I could have stayed in a basement because I did go to a dark place. I, you know, at that time I was, you know, striving to be this. And, uh, you know, when I lost that job to, to Westinghouse, it, it set me down a path, you know what I mean? It was like, man, this, this sucks, you know? Like this was, you know, Westinghouse is big, you know? You wanna work for Westinghouse, you wanna be able to say, yeah, I work for Westinghouse. That would have been major, you know? And I, at that time, you know, $40,000 seemed like, <laughs> seemed like a lot of money, you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, it's it's decent, but for a 26 year old, 25 year old girl it was, man, that was like, man, that's what I, you know, I had big plans, but yeah, of course I went to a dark place, but I had to just keep pushing, man, obviously, you Same pushed route. into an sorry. You pushed into another job, yeah. And then you left that job because yeah. things were going well with yep. this insurance. And then this insurance thing, people with these big insurance companies started breaking their promises to you. Yeah, yeah, they did. It was a lot of broken promises. Leads was horrible. Getting paid took forever. It was. It was. So, it was hard. I mean, it was hard. You know, what I mean, it was tough. And you left that job, and now, and now it's like things were going well. So you leave your other security, and then slapped in the face by this. And then, so what did you do from there? You know, now. So you're like, well, screw it. I'm, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting crappy leads, breaking promises, can't get paid. You know, and w- what do you, wh- where do you, where do you take it from there? Kept pushing. I mean, I was under the mentorship of, of Troy. He, he, he had success in the business. So thank so God. So you were listening to the people that were, you know, yeah. like giving you some great advice, keeping yep. you. Yep, keeping me sound. Uh, you. Obviously, you know, you know, kept myself around positive people and, and well, just keep pushing. But, you know, Troy, uh, we went through the mud from like March, April, all the way up until August of 2009. So we, you know, jumped from this company, this company, this opportunity. And it was more to protect. It was down at the pretty much you couldn't get you get your leads from people buying homes and, you know, new homes. And that wasn't happening in 2009. Oh, yeah. The financial crisis yes. has destroyed that industry, yeah. too. So now yeah. you're. So that was extremely difficult there. That, but you know, Troy was able to find Lincoln Heritage, and you know, we, we persevered through all that and got on with Lincoln Heritage. And man, night and day, man. And this is you're still basically a freelancer contractor. You know, it's just you going out every day, grinding, mm-hmm. eating what you kill. Yep. And you did that for for a couple years, right? Yeah, man. In the field, I still go out in the field, man. I love it. Love working with people. Every, every, yeah, every, every, because, you know, you have that grind mindset. So every day, you know, you were going out there and then, you know, you eventually had the opportunity to grow your own agency. Right. Yeah. You got to walk it. And you earned that, it, right? Yeah. yeah. Walk it before you talk it. I tell everybody that, man, um, you know, from everybody in this business, Mr. London, rest his soul, man himself started out there. Ooh, knocking on doors and selling life insurance. So everybody, the owner of the company did that to, you know, from, from Troy to Brad Jennings, Troy Miles, myself, you know, we all started, you know, behind that windshield, you know, working, going out, helping people. Nothing was handed to any of us. Um, and, you know, we, we built a very successful agency and, and looking to keep, keep growing, man, even in these times, you know, I just want to go back though, too, man. Um, sure. you know, at that time, I got that tick. I always say, man, Everything happens for a reason. That could have been uh, the end of my story there. You know what I mean? Everything happened. And I, that I say was the most expensive take, uh, ticket I ever got at that time. If I didn't get that ticket, I, I would have been probably to this day working at Westinghouse, still going to school, 
you know, doing a struggle, man, I, I guess, you know, you can take your, you know, your mistakes or whatever things that happen and, and turn it into something good. If you keep, you know, perseverance, man, keep pushing. You got to be relentless. I always knew I wanted to be successful. You know what I mean? Um, I always knew I wanted to own my own business, whatever. Well, everybody always wants to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gets, I don't want to be successful this morning. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, you know, in, even if I was in engineering, I was planning to open up my own company. You know, I was going to have to open up my own company and, and do my own thing. That was just, I don't know, it was instilled in me, man. A lot of my uncles and everything owned their own businesses. So my dad owned his own business. So I'm like, I want to own my own business too. So, um, but things happen. Whoever, you know, I never in, in years thought, you know, growing up, did I ever say I'm a P an insurance agent? You know, never. But you know, different callings, man. So I think I was called to this for a reason, and I thank I thank God for it, man. Thank God. For yeah, it. yeah. So it was always a struggle. You know, it never was like easy, but you know, it got easier the more success you got because you had these work habits built. So we're gonna fast forward through um, all the you know glorious times. Then I'll just sum it up with the story by saying, you know. B is an enormously successful agency owner. And uh, like I said in the beginning, it, it's inspiring to, to listen to that story of, you know, perseverance through, you know, not just through one, but two, but three, but four, five, six, you know, times. So uh, what advice would you have to people who are, so now we're in a recession right now and people are losing their jobs you know, and it was like, okay, so you got the ticket and you forgot to pay it and you could have some kind of responsibility for that, although, but it, if you would have known, but it was like, not that big of a deal. I mean, like, but it was like a lot of those other things that happened to you, mm-hmm. like, weren't, and you could have gotten, you know, somebody could have said, oh, Brian, that's completely understandable. No worries. We'll still give you the job. So it wasn't, so you had these things that weren't your fault altogether. So, and I think the people are in that situation right now, we're lost our job to have, to a virus for crying out loud. Yeah. You know, what advice would you give people in, in that, in, you know, right now that are just down sleeping on they're even if they're not, they're metaphorically sleeping on their parents' couch. Well, don't, don't give up on yourself, man. Don't give up on your dreams. Now's the time I, I tell people, this is where you want to revamp yourself. If it's in your heart right now to be an entrepreneur, find something that you're truly passionate about and go after it. Because right now we're, we're in the days and ages where, I mean, you can, this is a smartphone, right? You can make money from this thing right here. If there's, there's kids out there on Instagrams and the social media is making millions of dollars a year, right? I think this is a time for you to, you should be at home studying, getting different skill sets right now, um, looking to make that next move. And, and something like this, if it ever happens again, you're, you're prepared, man. Because the cool thing about this insurance thing is it's residual income. You know what I mean? One, you, you want to find something there, you know, but don't give up on yourself. Don't, don't go in a dark place, man. Keep pushing, you know, through. Find, it, find a new you. Uh, become a better you in this time. Read, read some books. Do some self-help. You know, prior to this, I didn't read much, but now that's something I like to do daily, man. I, I got to read now. You know what I mean? Uh, knowledge is power. Gain that knowledge right now. Don't hold back right now. You know, there's a that meme going on right now. You know, you got I love the memes out. going on right now. There's a lot of memes going on right now, but the meme that comes out, you know, um, you got the poor minded folks. I'm not going to call them poor, poor people, poor minded way, way you think. It's all about your knowledge, right? Poor minded folks are out buying toilet paper where the people who are successful, we're out buying stocks and things right now. This is an opportunity. It's a great opportunity for 
you to be able to come out ahead if you allow it. So find the next thing that you're passionate about, go after it, man. And, you know, keep, keep pushing. Don't quit. Don't quit on yourself. Don't quit on your dreams. Yeah. My, my favorite memes right now are the dog memes. They just crack me up. <laughs> the dog memes. You know, it's like all these dogs like happy that they're under so and the cats oh, are all like pissed oh, yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> the cats are always like, go to work. Yeah, <laughs> Enough of this. <laughs> and the dogs walking. are like, you know what? <laughs> I don't think it's safe to go out yet. Maybe you should stay home for another couple years. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, so there's the Wall Street Journal actually did an article where like, uh, you know, where they normally do like opinion pieces. And they had like a, a satire of like a cat writing an opinion piece and a dog writing an opinion piece. Hysterical. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they're, 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 they're cracking me up right now. But yeah, so, uh, yeah, I think that's a great story, B. And I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I love the advice you gave at the end. And it comes a lot back to like recurring revenue and doing stuff to better yourself and better your business right now. I mean, everybody we've talked to has in a different way told that story about perseverance through the dark places and doing something to create recurring revenue and preparing themselves. So B, if people want to get a hold of you or follow you or something like that like who are you on social or how should they get a hold of you or follow you or something like that on uh instagram it's ampm247 365 facebook you can go to my facebook page uh that's the ampm247 365 and ampm just so you know that's my grind that's my hustle that's my mantra but it also stands for always making positive moves 24 7 365 days a year. And I encourage everybody to do that. Make positive moves to make your life better, um, to make your family's life better, man. Just do something to add to that positive column every single day. I tell everybody, man, you got to work on yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, in order for your finances to be right, man. So yeah, AMPM PM 24 7, 365. You can catch me there. Facebook. I'm Brian Obi on, uh, on, on Facebook too. Um, and that's like spelled like obey, 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 right? O b e y, correct. Yeah, well, um, great. And uh, if anybody out there has an insurance license or anything like that, uh, there's certain times that uh, your company's hiring. So yep. if they're um, looking for a new opportunity, it's a great way of saying to do amazing things for people. All right. Well, um, that's a wrap for this show. Again, I want to thank my uh, my thank brother, uh, Brian Obi for uh, joining us here and sharing his story of inspiration and perseverance. Thanks, B. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate sure. you, brother. Much love. That was the Profit and Impact Podcast with Nev Harris. For a full recap of this show, or for more info on making more profit and impact with your agency or freelance business, visit nevharris.com. If you liked this episode, show us some love. Give us a rating and comment over on iTunes and help Nev get the message out to more agency owners and freelancers. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.